As women working in the youth service in Wigan on Lee with limited resources, we had to get the job done of supporting young people by any means possible. Our practice focused on young people, their lives, their achievements, their stories. These podcasts focus on our stories as youth workers, the favours we pulled, the collaborations we made, the small untruths we told, the antics we got up to and the lives we changed, which of course included our own. I hope you enjoy our stories. Being told you can't do this, well, I'll show you. We discuss the impact on ourselves of being involved in women's work, educating ourselves so we could support young women, and we talk about some of the women who encouraged us and pushed for resources for work with girls and young women. Although girls went into the clubs, they really was always on the periphery. Unless they happened to be so pretty good at playing pool, they had brothers who they played pool with, uh, so they could maybe all their own. But really, the girls were there as you know, a periphery. So I suppose, from myself uh, as a part-time women youth worker, I think I think at that time, Julia had become a full-time youth worker in Plant in Plant Bridge. Her and uh, another guy. His name I can't remember. So there, there were two youth workers in Platbridge, which was a very deprived area. Um, and they linked up quite a lot with the community. And uh, I, don't, I can't even remember how I got to know Julie. Um, but she said to me, one to, we, we were talking about doing a, a girls and health course. And uh, she said... She, came west at my house and we were talking about well we're going to do this for a while girls and health course oh <laughs> god knows how uh, but we were going to do this girl. we were talking about what sessions we could do and what topics we could do uh, which was really you know kind of interesting for me because I was still although I had two children I was a young still a young woman and really ignorant about my own health and I remember getting a book called Our Bodies, Ourselves. Mm. I can remember reading this book and thinking, oh, oh my, my, give her up there, that's all going on. <laughs> Get a mirror, let's have a look. And uh, really educating myself before mm-hmm. we could talk to the uh, young women. And by Ukabar Crook, we uh, organised this borough girls and young women's health course and talked about a whole range of issues that they were desperate, absolutely desperate, like just what is your periods, what is a menstrual cycle, really, really, you know, basic stuff. Uh, And that was really pushed. Uh, Although Julie was working Platbridge, she was really the key behind pushing the Women Youth Workers Group and encouraging us as uh, part-time women youth workers, to come together and start arguing for more resources. Did we have that in the flat in Flatbridge? Yeah, they did. They had a yeah. flat. Yeah, they, they had did. a flat. Uh, they had a community flat they could use in Platbridge. And I know Julie did some amazing work with the women in Platbridge as well. I'll never forget mm-hmm. Mary Appleton. 
the one and only Mary Appleton. And, you know, God, she was just an amazing woman who probably should have gone to university, was clever enough, but never had the opportunities. So she was the bane of the council. She was a pain in the town. She was in that bloody housing office. She was in them with her elect, local uh, members of, of council. She gave them absolute stick. But it was Julie who was driving, and Julie who was a feminist and a lesbian. And uh, she was the one who was really was pushing for developing more work with girls and young women, more resources mm. for girls and young women, and encouraging us to, uh, you know, take on pieces of work. So I had not, although I worked in the youth club, which was more very informal setting, it encouraged me to do more formal bits of uh, of work with with the girls and with the with the lads as well. And uh, so I decided I would I would organise a girls group in Comet Youth Club, mm-hmm. which had never been heard of. And uh, so that went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> but in Comet, Comet was basically a shed, yeah. like a letter T, which was built out of what you build a fence, a concrete fence out of, with a room. It was cold, it was leaky, <laughs> it was a right dump. Yeah. But next door there was an even better dump, a shed next door. And so I decided me and the girls would go in the shed. But the lads decided we wouldn't go in the shed. So what they did was barricade us in the shed, which was brilliant. So while we were barricaded in the shed, we got on with talking about issues. And at the time, there were, there were no resources, really. You couldn't kind of think, oh, well, I'll contact national this or look at what resources are out there. There are definitely none in Wigan. And um, so we just played it all by ear, really. I think I just made it up. And I think that probably came from myself in terms of uh, growing up as a, a, as a young woman in Wigan, working class culture. And, uh, you know, obviously the message was loud and clear, you can't do that, they can do that. And I was right, stop it, bitch, really, about I'm bloody doing it, can't I? I mean, that's been a good thing. Mm. It's been a good thing, but it's been a bad thing because I'll spark me on nose sometimes. <laughs> Can I not? All right, well, I'll show you. And so we had this girls and young women's group and uh, and we had an interesting time getting in it and getting out of it. But while we were in it, we had a really good time and the girls really appreciated Um that time talking about some of those issues and with the help of Julie, trying to find and make up, you know, the kinds of resources, uh, you know, that we could use. And I think as a women youth workers group, we got encouraged to come together as women youth workers. Definitely through the that women youth workers group, I did some fantastic training uh, over the years. I mean, they did bring people in as well. And... Uh, but Julie was the person who was having to take the uh, authority on, uh, you know, uh, the law, you know, full time. I mean, I think we had, who uh, was, was the man in charge then? Of us then. Mm-hmm. They were all men. You know, we did organise a girls and young women's netball. Yeah. Marilyn organised that. Uh, football. Mm-hmm. We organised a tournament across the borough. And it was like the wild bloody west. <laughs> And because the lads weren't having it, 
Oh, there was so much fighting. Oh, so I imagine. much. What about oh. your girls' group? Your oh. young yeah. women's group? Yeah. Your mum's? Yeah. Tell them what uh, when you went lakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm, 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 this, were, this was brought about by Sandra. She, uh, there the was, uh, they must have got funding for a young mum's group. So Janet was lead worker on it and, and, and I worked, and we did it for about seven years, something like that. It was belting. And we had, there was money for crash workers, so we had crash workers. And the, these young people had been contacted and then they came. We, we did it in a few places because we had moved, but we was mostly at uh, Ashton YMCA. And whilst we was there, the kids could use the crash facilities. The, the young mum's kids could use the crash facilities there. And it ended up, which is, I'm dead glad really, because one girl, she had, she, I'm not mentioning no names, but she was 15 when she had her daughter. And she ended up through, through getting the, through being able to access the crash and, and that, she uh, ended up being a midwife. And she was one of the midwives what delivered my grandbaby. Yeah. But, yeah, but what about when you was a crash worker? Because you used to do crash working, didn't you, for girls' groups and stuff? Right? Yeah, that was it. When I first came into it, before mm. I uh, before I was, like, working in... Well, I worked in a couple of youth clubs, but it was, like, standing in me and, me and Anne. And uh, we we used to go mad. We did it on, on the house on Whistle Mains. And... I think another time we, oh, I did one at Twist Lane, just covering for people. I weren't doing it all the time, like, you know, but I enjoyed it. Well, that gave the opportunity, didn't it, yes. to, to young women to yeah. actually come because yeah. that's it's a barrier in yeah. the way, isn't it? But having said that, you would have never have got that but for the early days that Marie was talking yeah, about yeah. and Julie Hart and then yeah. Once we started fighting for resources, we got even we got better. Yeah. We got yeah. better at going to com uh, committee meetings. Mm. We got better at involving councillors and uh, arguing our corner more effectively than just arguing, well, we don't want all the pie, but we'd like a, like a few slices yeah. and we'd like the girls and young women to have. Yeah. Some of the resources. Uh, so I think when you probably you came in at a time when there was lots of resources. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We know, used yeah. to go low background every year, yeah. take crash workers with us, yeah. and and uh, and all. And we used to have, they used to love it, yeah. you know. And 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 it weren't like that. That there was really a lot of things. It was all like. Outdoor ready stuff, what we we used to, you know, but they, they but loved it. Never had that opportunity, would no, they? no. If they hadn't have had crash work, and we had not money got that, as no. well to get people coming in, and they used to do baby massage. I think as well, that's part, part of it. The young women, the the children, really benefited because yeah. they weren't going to nurseries or anything mm -hmm. like that. So they really benefit as well because they were fantastic crash workers mm. and they really supported the young women and they really, you know, loved the kids and really encouraged the kids. And they supported us as well in yeah. whatever way we wanted to work. I think from um, the early days of each youth centre um, started to argue for girls' work and a girls' worker to do that work. And I was part of that in one of the centres I was in. 
but I think it developed more borough-wide when lots of women came on the residentials. We had some cracking residentials. And that's where you learned extra skills yourself from your early days, Marie, were, uh, and mine, where you was, we were being taught. We were then teaching other women and the residentials sort of cemented it in a way. Um, and it was it was good for us to see, but there was still always a fight in the background. And like you said, we got better at arguing it and everything. The girls understanding, why can't we just have some share of the resources? So it was a great way to kind of go, well, why can't we just have a game of football? Why can't we just have a game of netball without having all this crap? And then they would tap the lads on as well, give them some... Uh, you know, some grief. So there's a whole mad history there, which obviously for when you came in, yeah. we had, uh, you know, paid crash workers and uh, we had quite a number of full-time women youth workers as well. And then we moved on to yes, women's yes, centres. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Then we had women's centres across the yeah. borough, which was yeah. were everybody like yourselves came in and we did training in the women's centres. We worked together. That's how we all know each other in a way, isn't it? Um, And there was some fantastic work going on and it was really growing and it was at its pinnacle when um, we had one in Shackley. We had... uh, one at your end. One at Whistler Mains. One at Whistler Mains, yeah. yeah. Laurel Street. Yeah, Laurel Street, because I worked yeah. at Laurel Street Where Poddy then. and uh, Julia were. Yeah. And uh, it weren't Shackler. Nikki was at Shackler. Uh, where Poddy and Julia were. Uh, I can't just think what yesterday well, it's called. Was it Briarcraft? There was one it was, it was up near. It was near. Near, but it was there. there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but the, the difference with some of them, which I didn't agree because when I got a full-time job in Wigan in Platbridge to work with girls and young women, I got under pressure to actually take on a, a, a house. Do I want a house? Did I hell want a house? Uh, God, cleaning, caretaking, keys, no thank you. Uh, Laurel Street and uh, Polly and Julia's project were funded projects. They had two full-time youth workers they had part-time staff. They had a caretaker to come and clean the, the building so that when you went in, you could just get on with your job. These other centres were really were outreach workers. I was an outreach worker, uh, and so was the one at Shackley, and so was the one at Whistler Baines. So to me, you just bogged down working with a few young women. So, but what, how I opted to do it in Plant Bridge, were, there were other buildings we could use. We had Tramlands Youth Club. So we had a regular group there every week with the crash workers. And we also had the Neighbourhood Services Centre. And I really wanted to encourage young people to come in and access the Neighbourhood Services Centre. Because they didn't in uh, Whistling Haines. They didn't at Whistling And they weren't encouraged to. Um, so we had a ground floor we could use as a crash, which was used for other things. And we had uh, our office uh, on the top floor we could use so I could organise more formal sessions. And we had some, uh, you know, one, what I worked with one of the young women and she organised, um, we organised a course about what's it like being a mum and coping with being a mum. And uh, she didn't have a lot of confidence at all in Cheryl. 
and she did absolutely brilliant. Oh, you know, we did about four, five, six weeks. And I remember getting in, she was some kind of psychologist, like something, whatever she was, and we called it Cut the Crap. The actual course was called Cut the Crap, and it really was quite challenging. It was challenging for me, because I'm not, I'd not looked at Was that not the solicitor? No. She was a solicitor No, that's Janet. No, she was was some kind of therapist. So she really went there with the young women and challenging them about their behaviour, how they are as parents, and realising how they might have suffered as a child. They could be doing the same thing to their children. So it was about unravelling, you know, all of that. And, um, and we, I know sometimes with Julie, I'd still do pieces of... She, she would come and we'd do pieces of one-off work. And we organised a day, which was around uh, World AIDS Day, at that time, was obviously a, a big issue. And uh, so we encouraged lots of women, not just young women, but lots of women, uh, to come in. And we had a tree, we had a little tree, and we had dental dams dental dams on the tree and is it near a services centre oh no we did two oh because yeah. you were on girls yeah and we had to guess what they were and you won't believe some of them uh, some of them <laughs> things that they came up with and we'd encourage some of the women because Anne um, god what's her name Anne no she, no. she was a uh, she was a social, social worker social work community worker she was working with a lot of other women then, and they were encouraged to run some sessions as well. And um, by the end of the day, you could see the women kind of penny dropping, thinking, well, this is not just about a gay plague, you know, it's not just about their, those people out there. This is about us. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed our stories, please like and share. Also, listen out for further episodes. We would also like to thank all the women youth workers who have given their time, Ingley and Lee Libraries, for providing our meeting and recording space, the Empowerment People for funding the project, and Murray and Sally for coordinating. Marie Brookfield and Sue Lewis for coordinating the group venues and refreshments in Wigan. Paul Lewis for recording, editing, producing, providing the music and general podcast know-how. Ali Hambre for coordinating our launch event. Art by Flatboy for the launch artwork. Erden Fitzroy, whose training set us on the right path to podcasting. Polly Playford, designs for our logo and podcast artwork. Chapter One Cafe and Gracious Grub for feeding us. Youth Focus Northwest for giving our resources a home. All wonderful youth workers who believed in us, supported us over the years. And the young people who one way or another enriched our lives. You'll find links to social media channels in the show notes.